Joined now by RNZ Business Editor, Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. Kia ora to you, Charlotte. Sky City is scrambling to replace the big boss. Well, they've got a little bit of time up their sleeves, six months in fact, but there was some surprise at Sky City's Chief Executive, uh, Michael O'Hearn, announcing he's stepping down from the job, although there's no suggestion that it's a forced departure. Uh, He will stay there until March next year. He's been with the company seven years, three of them as the Chief executive. Well, the head of retail uh, uh, operations at Devon Funds, Greg Smith, says there's been no market reaction to the announcement. He says Ahern's steered the company through a tough few years, but will leave it in reasonably good shape. It has been a challenging period for, for Sky, and, you, and it's starting obviously with COVID, the issues with the regulator, the car parks, obviously the more recent issue with the DIA. So, yeah, that was something the market was already dealing with. I think it is positive that, you know, whilst not necessarily going out on a high, it is a decent sort of notice period. Uh, it will be a period during a number of which of those issues might actually be resolved, and obviously his successor chosen. Well, Sky City says it's looking uh, internally and externally for a replacement. Greg Smith says one of the potential candidates might be the current Chief Operating Officer, Callum Mallett. Insurance company Towers forecasting better than expected full-year underlying profit. It's now expecting a profit of between 7 and $10 million. That compares with the previous forecast of several months ago between a loss of $2 million and a profit of $3 million. It says the improvement's been caused by the, the cost of large events falling to $38 million from the previous $50 million forecast. And that's because uh, Vanuatu cyclone claims have been lower. The exchange rate been moving in Tower's favour and there have been no more big weather claims. The company says its net income from uh, premiums is up 17% on a year ago. That reflects growth and some price rises. But it's also noting that there will be higher costs to settle some historic mistakes involving customers. Well, the economy is likely to feel little impact from the change of government overall, and that's the view of Westpac's chief economist. Kelly Eckold says the time needed to finalise the vote and then form a government works against any quick changes to policy and reduces the chances of a significant mini-budget as well. Similarly, he doubts the Reserve Bank will be moved in the short term to alter its stance on interest rates on the prospect of just having inflation mandate to concentrate on and the impact of possible government spending cuts. And even in the longer term, Kelly Eckold says changes in economic settings will be micro, not macro. We saw all of the options being presented to the voters as being broadly the same with respect to those medium-term macroeconomic um, outcomes. Uh, the biggest uh, differences are really at a sectoral level, for example, the housing market differences we talked before, um, the parties that did have a different perspective on things like, for example, regulation in the farming sector, so there could be some differences there relative to what we've seen in the last few years. But most of these things are at the margin, and the reality is that with the fiscal situation not being that flash at the moment, um, nobody's really got a lot of money to be chucking around. Uh, That's Westpac uh, Chief Economist Kelly Eckold. The services sector is expanding after three months of contraction. The BNZ Business New Zealand Performance of Services Index gained three points in September, just over the 50-point level, which indicates uh, expansion. New orders led the charge, with activities and sales also picking up last month. 
However, BNZ senior economist Doug Steele says the data shows an economy that's hardly buoyant. It's not strong growth. I think, generally speaking, economic activity is struggling to expand. If you sort of look at the detail of the PSI, uh, improvement on last month, uh, but still struggling, generally speaking. And if you put it together with last week's PMI, I think overall it suggests that economic activity is just struggling to expand. That's Doug Steele from the BNZ. Well, confidence in the housing market's improved, but prices are unlikely to bounce back to their previous highs for at least for another few years. That's the view of a new report from ASB. Its housing confidence survey shows just 8% of respondents expect house prices to fall further. Well, that compares to with 34% of the previous quarter. ASB economist Nathaniel Keel says the result tallies with market reports showing house prices lifting more than 2% recently. He expects the market will slowly warm up, but it may be 2025 before prices return to the market's peak. Instead of the kind of 15 20% plus annual lifts in house prices that we saw back when the market was really, really hot, we're expecting to see lifts that are sort of more, you know, 8 9 10% annually. So a kind of, you know, a bit of a warming up, but not getting really as kind of overheated as it was two years ago, three years ago. Uh, sentiment, though, is split on whether or not it's a good time to buy a house, with the prospect of interest rates remaining higher for longer, offsetting rising values. Well, the fuel storage company Channel Infrastructure, which operates the former Marsden Point refinery site, says strong demand for aviation fuel has been driving increased volumes of imports. This is fuel companies imported 2% more in the September quarter on the June quarter, but they're up 16% on a year ago. Jet fuel imports were up close to 60% on a year ago. And Property for Industry has sold another Auckland property, a hazardous goods facility in East Tamaki, to the existing tenant for just under $21 million. That's in line with its book value. Proceeds from the deal will be used to repay some debt and the the rest will go into the pot for future developments. Let's see how the markets have digested all of that. I'm joined by Michael Grace from Jardin Securities, Curity Market. Michael? (laughs) Good afternoon, Charles. (laughs) All right. uh, Lots there to digest. Sky City and Fletcher Building in particular. How's the market treated them? Yeah, indeed. The NZX 50 is up in the week, down slightly by 0.9% to 11,161. Then the news today, as you say, is Fletcher Building, which came out of a two-and-a-half-day trading halt after responding to the IPLEX allegations. Shortly after the open, the stock was down 14%, uh, but it's recovered somewhat and is now down 11% to $4.36. Elsewhere, channel infrastructure is up 2.7% to $1.51. KMD Brands is up 2.5% to $0.83. Cents. While on the other hand, Sky TV is down 2.1% to $2.74. And Sky City is down 3% to $1.94. Just a quick look at the opening number from Australia and then the currency, please. Yeah, shortly after the open, the ASX 200 is also slightly negative, down 8 points or 0.12% to 7,040. Uh, the Kiwi remains weak and is currently buying 59.02 US cents, 93.62 Australian cents, 48.60 British pence, 56.11 euro cents, 88.24 Japanese yen, 
4.3 Chinese yuan. And the 90-day bank bill is at 5.74% unchanged. Brent crude is at and gold is $1,933 US dollars an ounce. Thank you very much. I thought you got swallowed by a barrel of oil there. But that's the uh, market numbers for now. We'll bring you the update of the news and the numbers at uh, around half past five. Yeah, usually around then. It's usually around then. Thank you for your time. Back to you, Charlotte Kiora.